Hey, this is Pastor Arm, and I want to thank you for joining me today for the Activation Church podcast. We are here so that people can activate their life in Christ, and I believe this message is going to help you go further than ever before. Check it out. Would you please put your hands together and welcome everybody who is joining us online this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. We do love you. We do appreciate you. And we ask that you would subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Leave us a comment and give us a big thumbs up because we would really appreciate that. But today we're starting a brand new series called Mary and Bright. I don't know about you, but I, I am tired of bad news. It just, I mean, it just seems like anytime you turn on social media, you see bad news. Anytime you turn on the television, you see bad news. You turn on the radio nowadays, you see bad news. As a matter of fact, We've even gotten to the place now that when we're driving down the highway and you see a billboard, guess what that billboard's got on it? Bad news. And in, in, in a world that is so full of darkness, we need some light. In, in a world that is so full of hopelessness, we need some hope. In a world full of bad news, we need good news and that is what this series is all about during this christmas season is bringing you so much good news that you've got some life some strength some joy and some peace to live this life the way that god intended for you to live this life god did not intend for you to struggle through this life he saved you he called you and he has chosen you to live like a son or daughter of the king because that's who you are. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's who I am. I'm royalty. You know, there, there's a, uh, I think it's Amazing Grace, or it's one of those old hymns that, that are sung, and there's a line that says, for such a worm as I. And when my dad would sing it, he would never sing for such a worm as I, he changed it to such a one as I, because he realizes if he is in Christ, he's no longer a worm. He is a new creation. He is a child of God. And to say I'm a worm means that your daddy's a worm. And I got the good news that God is not a worm. He is a king and he is wonderful. He is holy. And he's called us to this life of living a holy life, a fulfilled life. Jesus said, I came so that you may have life more, what? What's the word? Abundantly, overflowing life. See, see, our salvation is not just eternal life. It's also abundant life. A lot of people don't talk about that. We'll talk about the eternal life, and that is huge. I mean, that's important. Where you spend eternity is huge. But Jesus didn't just come so that you could have eternal life. He came so that you could have abundant life right here, right now. What is abundant life? It is a wholeness. It is a completeness. It is a place of lacking nothing. Where we've twisted it is we've made the abundant life that, you know, I drive a Ferrari and I have a jet. That has nothing to do with the abundant life. I know people who are multimillionaires that have no abundance because they have no peace, they have no joy, they can't sleep at night, they're on antidepressants. 
many celebrities who have everything that we think would make life good, and that, well, guess what? They want to end their life. You know why? Because they don't have abundance. An abundant life is a wholeness and a completeness that Jesus places inside of you. It's not external. It is internal. I want to say it again. It is not an external way of living. It is an internal way of living, and it's available to you. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's for you too. Luke, the second chapter, verse 8, the Bible says, and in the same region, this is a popular portion of our Christmas story, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Let me pause right there for a moment and just ask, what are you filled with today? Now, you don't have to answer that out loud, but what are you filled with today? Because many times what we show on the outside is not actually what we're filled with. I mean, we'll put on the smiley face, we'll fix our hair, we'll look like everything is okay, but we're filled with worry, we're filled with fear, we're filled with anxiety, we're filled with depression. What are you filled with today? And whatever that is, let's replace it with the life of God. How how about that? Let's replace whatever you're filled with with the abundant life that God has made available to you through Jesus Christ. That is actually an option for you today. I'm going to receive that. As a matter of fact, right now, Father, I thank you for the abundant life that you are filling me with right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 10 says, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people verse 11 for unto you now first the angel says i've got some good news and this is for all people but let's not just stop there i want you to know that this is for you too many times it's easy for us to get caught up in the everyone of the gospel and miss the fact that it's also for me It's easy for us to get caught up in the for God so loved the world and we forget that I am a part of that world that he loved. He loved me. Somebody personalize that right now. Say, he loves me. This will change your life when you actually believe this. That he loved you enough to leave the comforts of heaven and to die for you. The angel is saying, this good news is for the entire world, but it is also for you that a Savior is born in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. And on earth. Let me say it again, and on earth, not just in heaven, and on earth. Jesus came so that what is in heaven can invade the earth. And he is saying, the angel is announcing, and the multitude of the angels are singing, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among whom those with whom he is pleased. But the King James Version, I love that. He says, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. When I was a kid, I remember trying to find out what I was going to get my parents for Christmas. 
And moms are easy. Moms, you can make like a homemade ornament, put your face on it, and they'll cherish that thing for the rest of your life. <laughs> I mean, moms are just that way. Dads, or at least my dad, seemed a little more difficult. I feel like he's the type of guy that you give him the homemade ornament, he'd be like, thanks, son, and when you're not looking, throw it away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know that he would do that, but it feels good. Uh, but so it was like every day, you're just like, what am I going to get dad? Like, you know, I've already got him a necktie, and I guess I could get him another necktie, and my dad has thousands of neckties by now from all the neckties we're buying him, and so I was like, you know, I'm going to ask him, dad, what do you want for Christmas? And anytime I asked my father this question, he always gave me the same response. He always says, son, all I want is peace on earth. That's all I want is peace on earth. And as a kid, I didn't really understand what he was saying, so I was like, oh, I guess you want another necktie. (laughs) But the older I get, the more I understand the value of peace. See, gifts don't matter if you don't have any peace. Money doesn't matter if you don't have any peace. Success doesn't matter if you don't have any peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Nice homes, fancy cars, they mean nothing if you have no peace. Peace is valuable. Peace is something that we all need. Peace is something that we should all desire. And the good news is Jesus came so that we could have peace on earth. Now, that does not mean that you'll live a life free of conflict. See, sometimes when we talk about peace, we get things twisted. And then when we have conflict, we go, well, I guess this peace thing doesn't work. But see, peace has nothing to do with a lack of conflict. Peace has nothing to do with with living a life of no trouble. The peace that Jesus offers is completely different. This is a peace that goes beyond understanding. This is a peace that allows you to say it is well even when things don't look well. This is the peace that King David talks about in Psalm 23 when he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear No evil, because you are with me. My peace is not the lack of problems. My peace is within his presence that is with me, and it will never leave me. It will never forsake me. And no matter what I walk through, no matter what comes my way, I can have peace because that peace that he has given me lives inside of me. Turn to the person next to you and say, it lives inside of me. Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah calls Jesus the prince of peace. That's what he came for. You want to know why Jesus came? He came so that you could have peace on earth the same way as it is in heaven. Peace, 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 peace belongs to me. Peace is a part of the salvation package. (laughs) When I was younger, I was going to get married. I ended up doing it. Um, <laughs> went, went ahead and went through with that one. Um, but my wife and I, we, we were planning our wedding, and we had all this stuff that we wanted to do. And as young people, it was kind of up to us to put it all together. And I believe in seed time and harvest. I don't have time to teach this, but 
I had a great need, we had a great need, and so I decided I'm going to sow a seed towards that need. I did, and my wife went to a bridal show, and while she was at this bridal show, she won all kinds of stuff. I don't even remember all the stuff that she won. Uh, one of the things, my tuxedo was free. Um, I mean, she, I, there's a whole list of things I can't even remember. But one of the things that she won that was included in that package was a uh, vacation to an all-inclusive destination in Jamaica. And so that's what we did for our honeymoon. We went to Jamaica, and somebody else paid for it. That's, that's the best way to go to Jamaica, by the way. If you ever, ever want to go somewhere, like, make sure someone else pays for it. You want to build a wall? Let Mexico pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just... It's just <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're, we're live. Hi. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's just, I mean, so, so we go to Jamaica on this honeymoon, and it's all paid for, and when we get to the resort, this gentleman comes, and he gets all of our bags, and he takes them to our room. And so what I did was I broke out my wallet, and I started to give him cash, because how many of you know that's, what, that's the nice thing to do, like, Somebody helps you out, you give them a tip. And so I, I gave him some cash, and he handed it back to me. And he says, sir, everything here is already included within your package. Everything there was food, drinks, tips, pool service, cabana service. Everything was included within the package. The reason I'm telling you this is because when you said yes to Jesus, peace was included with the package. It, again, it's not just eternal life. There is an abundant life and peace is part of the package. Turn to the person next to you and say, peace is a part of that package. Watch what Jesus says. Don't take my word for it. Let's listen to what he has to say in John the 14th chapter. Verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. You want to know what I'm leaving? Peace. I leave with you and my peace. <laughs> Not just any kind of, my peace. The peace that rests upon me, I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. He's telling his disciples in these last few moments, before he exits this earth, he says, I'm going away, but it's okay because I've got an inheritance for you. And part of that inheritance is peace. Somebody say, peace, peace. belongs to me. Peace. Say it like you mean it. Peace, peace belongs to me. The reason you need to know that is because peace belongs to you because Jesus gave it to you, which means that nothing and no one has a right to take it away from you. If you don't have peace, that is your fault. I'm going to talk about that next week. I'm going to talk about protecting the peace that we have. But today, I'm just trying to show you that there is some peace available. It came along with the package, and nobody has a right to take it away from me. Uh, both of my grandfathers played the upright bass. You know what I'm talking about? And both of my grandfathers left me they're upright bases. So I have two of these upright bases. They are in locations that I will not mention to you because I don't need you thieving them. <laughs> For the people watching online, not you guys. Y'all are good. I don't know who's watching right now. You may be crazy. I mean, in my mind, you're sitting there 
innocent on your couch, you know, with your cup of coffee and your underwear with a slice of bacon saying, preacher, preacher, but you may be a thief, I don't know. But if you are, we'll change that by the end of the surface. Uh, <laughs> somebody's like, I cannot believe Delete. Uh, <laughs> if you're mad, send me an email, we'll delete it. Uh, but anyway, I've got these upright bases. Now, let's suppose someone were to come into the place where I keep these bases and they decided they were going to take them off of my hands. I have a legal right, because they were a part of my inheritance, which means they belong to me. I have a legal right to prosecute. It is my legal right to take them to court before a judge and say, here is what they did to me. This belongs to me and they took it away I want it back and I want them to be prosecuted why should my peace be any different when something comes that tries to take my peace which there will be things that come to try to take your peace by the way if you didn't know that you, you haven't been alive for very long when something comes that tries to take my peace, instead of wrestling with that, I need to take it before the judge and say, God, you gave me peace, and here's the situation that I'm going through, and it's trying to take what you gave to me, and I'm asking that you would deal with it, and I'm asking that you would bring it back and restore it back into my life. I'm asking that your spirit will begin to produce his peace inside of me once again, and I want that peace to remain. I cannot allow every thief to come by and take my peace and take my joy. Eventually, I've got to stand up and realize this is my right. It is my inheritance. And just like I would never allow someone to take that bass guitar from me, I'm not going to allow anyone or anything to take my peace. It doesn't matter how ugly you want to be towards me. I cannot allow you to have my peace because my peace is too valuable. It is a precious gift that Jesus gave to me. And so Jesus says in John 10, 10, he said, there is a thief. And that thief's mission is to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's all he does. If he opens his mouth, he's lying. If he's moving, he's trying to steal, he's trying to kill, he's trying to destroy. He goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That's what he does. But Jesus says, on the flip side of that coin, I have come so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So what that means is when the thief comes to steal, I have a right to say, no, that belongs to me. Jesus gave that to me, and it's coming back. And if I understand Scripture, Proverbs, the sixth chapter, says whatever the thief takes has to come back to me sevenfold. Did you know that? So you want to mess with my peace? It's going to come back sevenfold. You want to mess with my joy? It's coming back sevenfold. See, when we understand this, yes, we will walk through difficult times. Yes, there will be conflict. But we've got to learn how to handle that conflict so that we can keep our peace. So that we can say it is well, even when it doesn't look well. 
because I know God is with me. He is for me. He's walk, working all things together for my good. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. My life is in his hands, and since my life is in his hands, I can have peace. Peace belongs to you. Peace belongs to you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, for unto you, a Savior. When you look at that word saved in the original Greek, it means more than just saved from destruction or eternal damnation. It means wholeness. It, it, it means health. All of these things are a part of the package. Peace is a part of the package don't live another day without the peace of God that surpasses all understanding because it belongs to you. And the second thing I want you to see about this peace is this. Jesus doesn't give peace in pieces. Turn to the person next to you and say, he doesn't give peace in pieces. Write that in the chat. Jesus doesn't give peace in pieces. I used to hate, like when I was a kid, if I got a gift... And, like, you're excited, and you open this toy, you know, and then you see on there, batteries not included. <laughs> and it always happens on, like, a day where the stores are shut down, and you can't get to the store to get the batteries that should have been included. <laughs> when Jesus gives you a gift, everything you need for life, the Bible says everything that you need for life and godliness is already included. The batteries are included. Peace is included, and he doesn't give it in pieces. See, the world gives peace in pieces. Here's the world's definition of peace. And this is, this is why many of us feel like we have no peace. It's because we're defining our peace uh, the way that the world defines peace. The world defines peace as tranquility. A life free of disturbance. Did you hear that? The world defines peace as tranquility, a life free of disturbance. And that sounds wonderful. That sounds amazing. But so do unicorns. <laughs> and guess what? Neither of them exist. <laughs> I mean, if you have found a tranquil life with like no problems... Let me know what you're smoking, and I'll get on that. I'll, I'll, I'll smoke it with you, and I'll sell it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this stuff works, I'll do it. You know? But here's what I've learned. It, 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 it's not real. And the peace that Jesus offers is not a tranquility here on earth. Now, there will come a time when we step into eternity. Yeah, man, that's going to be it. That's going to be the tranquil time. So his peace is not this tranquility here on earth. It's not a life absence of problems. It is a life of his presence. That is what peace is. That's what you've got to get in your head, that his peace is his presence. It is a knowing that he is with me, and it will last forever. It's not temporary. See, the world kind of peace that you do find, if you can find it, will always be in pockets. Or in pieces, like you go on a vacation, you'll find, I mean, there's a moment of peace there. Maybe you move to a new city, there's a moment of peace there. You join a new church, there's a moment of peace there. But what I have found to be true is none of that peace lasts. It's all temporary, and it's temporary because it's external. And anything external can be taken away from me. 
So the peace that Jesus offers is not this external thing, is it? it is internal. Somebody say, it is internal. It is a peace in the midst of conflict. It is a peace in the midst of the storm, which sounds really wonderful to me. Sounds really good to me because I know the storm's coming. I know the conflict is coming. And I need to know that when it happens, I'm not going to lose my mind because I've got some peace that belongs to me. I've got some peace that I can hold on to. I've got some peace that knows that no matter what happens, it's going to be okay. Death doesn't even have a sting. See, in the natural, death is terrible. And if, if, if we lose a loved one, that is a pain that really hurts. But what removes the sting and gives us peace as Christians is knowing that it's not all about this, what we see now. This is just a journey to a much better place. Are you hearing? We have to have our eyes fixed on a building and a builder that is more than what we see right now. And that's where peace comes from. It is produced by him and released from him and resides in you, or it should. But again, many of us allow our peace to be taken. We forfeit our peace because we don't know how to protect it. That's what I want to talk about next week. I was going to do it all in one sermon, but I noticed that people don't really like two and a half hour sermons anymore. And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to break this into two parts because I want to be able to take my time and let you know that peace is available to you, but you've got to protect that peace because everything will come and try to take your peace, and it will if you're not careful. Some of you in this room today, and some of you watching online today, maybe you have never experienced this peace that I'm talking about because you've never truly said yes to Jesus. Maybe you've said yes to the idea of Jesus, or you've said yes to the idea of church, but you've never said, you know what, I'm getting out of the way and allowing him to be the Lord of my life. See, the only way for peace to reside in your life is for the Lord, the Prince of Peace, to have the throne of your life, to know the, that he's the one calling the shots. See, I'll mess it up. Every single time, I'll mess it up. Every single time, I'll go the wrong way. But when I know that he is the Lord of my life and he is leading me and guiding me and his spirit is moving me, he never makes a mistake. And so I can have this peace that he talks about. And if that person is you, whether you're watching online or you're here in this room, today is the day you need to say yes to Jesus. Some of you in here, you, you, you're beyond that. You're like, yeah, man, I've been saved for a long time. I've been serving God, but my peace is running low. Like if my life was a car and it ran off peace instead of gasoline, I don't know that I'd make it to the house after leaving here today because my peace is low. And today I want to pray with you that the Spirit will produce His peace inside of you to know 
that it's okay. Father, for everyone watching online right now, God, I'm asking that you would move in a mighty and a powerful way. I'm asking that you would touch their heart and their life. Father, allow your peace to rest on their home. Allow your peace to rest on their family. God, for the person who's troubled in their mind, let them be troubled no more. Any kind of darkness or spirit that would try to attack them, to try to destroy them, I'm saying leave right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of fear, exit their life. Spirit of depression, exit their life. Spirit of suicide, exit their life right now in Jesus' name. Friend, you can have peace because Jesus came and made it available. Take hold of it today and live with it in Jesus' name.